There's that, but there's also this egg types thing. Egg types thing? It's August 10, 2022, and this is Rare Encounter, encounter number 109. Wishing for watered-down whiskey and you, I'm Abel Kirby. And spelunking with the best of them, I'm Cold Acid. Grab that rope and slip down the hole. If you, if oh yeah, they'll have to Don't pull you out later. It. Pull you out later. <laughs> well, no, I went. I didn't go. I didn't go down the hole. I I entered in from uh, like you know not not down, but just into. So this is the the logical progression uh, you from know, last like, week, where you yeah, were crucified and buried. Yeah, this wasn't uh, this wasn't like some sort of like. Upside down reverse cowgirl spelunking. This was more like missionary position spelunking. I see. Yeah. But yeah, uh, my brother and I, we went to the Bonshire Caves uh, in uh, eastern Ontario on the weekend. The day before, we went to the open house for the Canadian Nuclear Laboratory's open house at their facility in Chalk River, Ontario. Nice. Which is where Canada's nuclear program began is fantastic i'm looking at pictures of this uh cave man how is how was it being down i, I just want before we get to the nuke stuff and i want to get to the nuke stuff tell me more about the caves oh man it was beautiful it was like 12 degrees celsius inside versus versus like something like 35 degrees feeling like 50 outside yeah that's um that's a uh, nice mm-hmm. nice it and was dry. fun and yeah, and we at, well, not exactly. No, it's a limestone cave, so it is not dry whatsoever. Every surface in there is at least damp, and like in some place, in some places, the the walls of the cave are wet enough that you can get enough moisture to wash your hands with. Interesting. And there were and there were puddles in places. Uh, there's this one section of the caves where on the guided tour, they allow you to crawl through without a guide. It just brings you back to where you enter the caves, but you get to do it unguided. And therefore, anyone who does that can call themselves a proper spelunker. I see. Now, I was already a proper spelunker before because there are no guides for the caves at Warsaw Caves in central Ontario, and I've been into a couple of those. But, uh, yeah, this was this was pretty fun. And having, having to walk with my feet on either wall to avoid soaking my shoes, not so fun. It was a little painful doing that, but, you know, it's, uh, it's, it was pretty awesome. So after three days when they rolled the stone away and let you out of the cave, um, was it... Uh... Yeah, after, after, my, after my stigmata encounter, right? <laughs> yes. Um, do you want to roll in uh, before we get to nuke stuff? Uh, we'll clear up the, uh, the boost grams and donations and stuff? Yeah, sure. That makes sense. Since we're going to stigmata stuff here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we got, uh, we, got a, we got a few of them. And our first one is, is actually our executive producer for this this week's episode as well uh, none other than cotton gin who sent in 9999 sats niner 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 
sat. Woohoo! And he said, great show. Love is in the air. Yes. About our air. episode last week. <laughs> I think love is in the air, Cotton Gin. Uh, it's, uh, uh, yeah, there's definitely going to be some, uh, some love discussed early or later this episode, <laughs> but, uh, we'll save that for then. We've got, um, I don't want to talk about his stuff on the... He's, he said some stuff in chat, which is very interesting. And, uh, and uh, good. all I have to say is good luck, Cotton Gin. Uh, we're, we're thinking of you. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, but we won't say it on the show. Um, the uh, Who do we have next? Our next, uh, our next booster was none other than the, uh, than the Mothman of the Miniocalypse, Booberry himself. Yes. Booberry, Mothman of the Miniocalypse and the Whore of Yig. Yeah. He sent in 3333 sats, and he has a nice long message, probably the longest boost message we've gotten to date. Do you want to read it, or shall I? I will read it uh, to break things up and be a team player. Booberry says um, in the boostergram, Stigmata is a supernatural experience. Wounds, scars, or pain are reported to manifest on people in the areas where Jesus was nailed, i.e. wrists and feet. Sometimes I think it was head, head wounds, maybe even the spear. I can't remember, he says. Catholicism has some crazy shit. Definitely when paired with the corpses of the saints that don't decay. What did Jesus say when they took the nails out of his wrists? The feet, the feet, the feet. That's what he said. And included a link to uh, Britannica.com, uh, the encyclopedia which discussed stigmata as a term of Christian mysticism is the subheading there. Yep, and we're going to include that in the show notes. Yep. Um, I'll take the last one, too, since it was uh, uh, something I've been promoting lately. Um, we finally got one more boost grim before the show, uh, unless there's there may be more after this, but I see 500 sats from Mechanimus Prime, um, who is the, um, I believe, the writer and producer of Smuggler's Log, the fiction podcast that uh, I've been listening to and promoting uh, uh, here and there because it's a value for value um, serial fiction and I like that they're doing it and I like the show and uh, and he says thanks for the smugglers log plug and it's no problem I uh, I enjoy what you're doing and and I want to support it too so I'll plug it and then I also if you go listen to the show you can hear my name a couple times uh, I think uh, Servo showed up because on there you keep too. plugging it because I keep boosting it Ah, because they take boosts and boostograms, and uh, you can send some sats their way. Boost. So, boost. Now, just to while we're on it, I'll mention that they just finished their season one. Uh, they actually completed their first season of this thing, and they're. I think there's a compilation episode that was just all the parts stitched together into into you know one long uh, MP3. Uh, but then season two sounds like it might be on the way. Uh, they the it was a trial run. They were going to see if they were, if it was going to work or not. So they did season one is a little short and season two is coming up. So I'm looking forward to that. Nice. And, uh, unless there's anything that came in right before the cutoff, uh, not I think that I it. saw. All right. Yeah, that's it. Well, I have in front of me, as I said in my intro, watered down whiskey. I went to, I went to a gas station and, um, I bought, this is called diluted whiskey. And I thought it might be interesting for the What's show. What's the point of that? Well, it's 42 proof. It's not 88 proof, you know, but it's, uh, I think it has something to do with Ohio liquor laws. Um, there's probably some limit. It's, you know, in some places you couldn't buy 3-2 beer. 
for example, or you couldn't buy full strength beer. You had to buy what was called three two beers, three point two percent, in ga- outside of a liquor store. And so it's just a little. Uh, it's one of these weird things to get around the laws. And so I think they have this. This is. I'll, I'll read you what it is. It says early times Kentucky whiskey, and then the t- the. The description of it is diluted whiskey, so it sounds like they just added the water for you. And I'll tell you what, that's what it tastes like, too. It's, for for what it's worth, which is uh, just under $7, which the other the other selling point is that it was cheap uh, for a big, big old bottle of this stuff. Um, it does have some alcohol in it, not as much as whiskey should, but it has some in it, and it doesn't taste too bad, actually. So there you go. Huh. Weird. Gas station whiskey. Gas station whiskey. That we don't get anything like that up here in Ontario. They probably have it in Newfoundland, though. Oh, Newfie. Actually, no. In Newfoundland, you'd have gas station screech. <laughs> screech. What screech? Besides an Autobot. <laughs> that is Newfoundland liquor. It's called screech. Is that the sound? It's you, called screech. Is that the sound you make when you drink it? Probably. <laughs> is it sound like that? A? A? Oh, it's got the A, of course. Oh, man. So before we uh, circle back, I think we're on Canada. We we uh, we got back there. I want to I want to do a little story about. Um, hold on, hold on. Shouldn't 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 I mention what I opened as well? Oh yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't. Uh, yeah. I didn't even think to ask you. What do you have? So I have here Victoria Pear Cider. Nice from Ardeal Cider House. In Ontario's Blue Mountains. Nice. Eh, it's I've had better. Is a is a isn't a pear cider a perry? I feel like we've been over this. We've been over this before, and and the bubbles. I don't inside. know if it is or not, but they say cider on the can, and that's what I know it as. So cider it is. Uh, I think it's called a perry, and then what's inside the bubbles? That's the perry air. Uh, uh, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't funny last time I said it either. Well, we have Lolita the Orca. We do. Provided by Bemrose. I I complained about the coverage on Grumpy Old Ben's uh, some time ago because he went on a pretty interesting rundown of local political candidates, and he mentioned one who was running on the platform of returning the Orca from Miami to Seattle. And I had, I had asked him, what the hell are you talking about? I've never heard of this. And so he uh, provided the, the story, and I want to briefly mention it. They had a Orca that was captured in the wild uh, off the Pacific Northwest, and it's been stuck in Florida. And, and anyway, uh, there's different petitions trying to figure out if they can release the whale back into the wild and, and isn't even going to do well and is it too old to, to to survive. And, you know, there's all this intrigue about it. Um, and so if you care about the orca, you can go read the story. But the thing that I thought was the most interesting about it is they named the orca Lolita. Who who named the orca Lolita? Yeah, because orcas do not look like... Well, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, on cer- certain websites, you can probably find orcas who do look like little girls. I'm. <laughs> what I always think of is like an old Russian woman or something like that, you know. And maybe I don't know. I've seen one that maybe looked like an orca, so maybe it's not too far off. <laughs> and there's the misogyny moment on Rare Encounter. Uh, yay! Yay! Hooray! Can, can I take that back? It wasn't. Good job. <laughs> uh, the um. 
yeah, there's uh, there's not much to it other than I like the pictures of the orca, and uh, it's an interesting name. I don't think you'd name it that today, but anyway, onward. Um, you want to get back to nukes? I don't really have that much to talk about for the nukes, but we should definitely have my brother on the show again sometime in the near future because that's his that's his balawick, not mine. Okay. I, I like this idea. So we can get Icehawk um, maybe sometime a little bit later this year uh, and do... Now, what you told me in outside the show, you said there was a particular kind of uh, reactor. What was yeah, the, what small was modular reactors. Small modular reactors. That was what we we're looking for. So yeah. we can do a special on small modular reactors and uh, we should pick a date for that so I can do a little research so I can speak intelligently and ask questions <laughs> that aren't just uh, surface material. Um, I want to, I think that'd be a lot of fun. We should bring them on and like do a serious science show for once. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know that's not going to happen. Yeah, well, it's we can try. We can promise it and, and then just do dick and fart jokes instead <laughs> you know business as usual yeah well i've got business as usual um i've got the corn kid okay tell me about this kid this, this corn kid, kid this corn kid uh well first his uh it's the son of corn pop no i'm kidding it's um this kid who really loves corn and it was an interview um that was posted on instagram and usually i would never clip this other than i actually just thought it was really fun uh so this is the corn kid describing the corn for me i really like corn what do you like about corn ever since i was told that corn was real it tasted good did you think corn wasn't real but when i tried it with butter everything changed i love corn he loves corn he loves corn and corn is real and he didn't know that corn was real until later huh he didn't how, know originally how do you uh how can corn be real if our eyes aren't real that's all i have to say here's a, here's <laughs> here's part two mm, corn. do you think everyone should be eating corn no not everyone has to like it to be the best yeah everyone just has to try it have a bite what else are your favorite things <laughs> i play a variety of games hiding Okay, before we get there, I want to know what uh what kind of okay, games you think start, he plays. Oh, oh, hold on, no, hold I on. just pause it. The start it. of that mm. clip. Go, yeah, go Do back it. to the start of that clip. All right, I'm just going to start it over and tell me when to pause. Mmm, cone. Mmm, mm, cone. <laughs> yeah, that is an ISO right mm, there. Cone. Mmm, cone. Mmm. Mmm, cone. Mmm, cone. Do you think everyone should be eating corn? Uh, and so he says in here, uh, the kid goes off and starts telling about all the games he plays. Variety of games. He plays a variety of games. And I wanted to ask you, what games do you think he plays? Uh, pin the... No. Yeah. <laughs> pin the Torah on the Jew. Jeez, uh, we're, pull we're pulling everything out today. Uh, <laughs> beat, beat the Barbarian. Uh, gam gambling on uh, on the outcomes of the gladiatorial games. What? You know, like any proper woman would do. Every proper woman. All right. Yeah, I forgive you. That was actually fun. Yeah. yeah One wonders if he has a friend named Biggest Dickus. Biggest Dickus. Let's, uh, let's listen to what kind of games this kid plays. Hide and seek. Uh, hide and seek. Double lava monster. Hide and seek, tag, and double lava monster. <laughs> double lava monster. Yes, indeed. 
I'm a yeah, little concerned about that last one. Yeah, it's very interesting. Let's let him finish. I mean, then look at this then. I can't imagine a more beautiful thing. Yes, that's a very more beautiful a more thing. More beautiful than... thing? No, no more beautiful thing than corn being eaten by a double lava monster. Yep, and it's not corn, it's... Mmm, cone. 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 <laughs> okay, uh, there's... I got one more clip. This is the follow. This is the end of it. Uh, this is the uh, the favorite part about corn. Can you describe corn to someone who's never tasted it before? A big lump with knobs. It has the juice. It's the part that mostly <laughs> makes me like the corn. How much do you think corn should cost? One dollar. One dollar. One dollar for corn. One dollar. Yeah. It's got the juice. It, it's got the juice. It's, it's a big it's... thing with knobs. Yeah. Um. Um. No. <laughs> yes. Uh, there you go. There's the cone. The cone story. So I don't know. I just thought that was kind of cute. So it, was... it it was, but then you ruined it by bringing it here for for me to be like a complete asshole. <laughs> well, I think it's a good ISO too. I think you're you're dead on. Uh, right with this cone. Uh. The, Can you describe corn to someone who's... Wait, what was the beginning right here is the this one. Mmm, cone. Mmm, cone. Mmm, <laughs> cone. Uh, that could be on the board. That would be really good. It would be, yeah. <sighs> well, there goes... there. I just I just popped my story there. All right. It's well, time for you. I've got something... I've got something to bring up. You, you got corn. I got sausage. Sausage? Space sausage. Yes. Yeah. This this was uh, this was pretty pretty amusing, up until the point where like it went over everybody's head. So this scientist at uh, at CERN, he tweeted as a joke a slice of chorizo and claimed that it was a picture of Proxima Centauri, <laughs> which is to the uninitiated. The star closest to our own sun. Now, a lot of people seem to think it was actually real. And he had to actually go and be like, no, actually, you're looking at a slice of sausage. <laughs> and later on went further with like, you really should be like, not just like taking things at face value, despite it coming from an expert. Mm. Right. So this this guy, I mean, unintentionally, he was he was demonstrating the appeal to authority fallacy. Yeah. It's, but um, uh, yeah, I mean, if if Proxima Centauri looked like that, that is one tasty star. That is a spicy star. But I just want to know, how can stars be real if her corn isn't real? Her corn is real. Our corn keeps on coming. Behold. No. <laughs> Gentlemen, behold, corn. Uh jeez, that's the stuff that never gets old. And you gotta watch the uh, what is it? HMV Hell Zero <laughs> with the corn. You Man, I, mean. I gotta rewatch that again. <laughs> oh god, such a classic. <sighs> Debauchery to the to the eleventh uh, extent. Um, but yeah, I find the interesting the interesting thing about this is like. Nobody seems to really be getting the point that that like we shouldn't be just taking what experts say at face value. Right. Even even when they're talking about stuff in their own fields. Uh, a scientist 
makes a joke, post it, and posting something and claiming it's something else, everybody, everybody like thinks, oh, this has to be real. And when they realize that no, he's pulled, he's pulling your leg, they're like, you shouldn't do things like that. Rather than why did I, rather than asking themselves, why did I just blindly believe what he said? And the the yeah. I've seen some of this story, and it looked like this tweet was liked and retweeted thousands of times before he finally revealed it was trolling, and, and which is the way I think Vice put it in their telling of it. But the the part that's omitted by Vice is that uh, a lot of people may have just ha- noticed that it was a piece of uh, what was it? It wasn't salami. It was chorizo. Uh, chorizo. You know, it's a uh, how how butthurt do you have to be? to uh to go off and kind of defend the fact that you were duped and it seems like some of these people are so i don't know it's uh it's it's a little disturbing in that respect because it honestly was pretty fucking funny yeah the but on the other on the as funny as it was it also it also makes me even more depressed than usual about uh the human race yes and you know you know what the worst part is take the average idiot and then realize that half of the people out there are even stupider than him. <laughs> Average. None of this is good. Well, I think... Is this... It wouldn't be a rare encounter if I didn't point out that maybe you meant the median idiot. The average idiot may... Uh, the average might be slewed by a really stupid person. You know what I mean? Or uh, a really smart person. You know, that, you know that average could... Average is just like... It's not like necessarily the mean... It could be median. It could even be mode. It could be mode. I'm just saying, like, imagine that that um, that everyone, there's the normal bell curve, right? And then there's one person who has like a billion IQ points, right? And it pulls the average up. And now everyone's But on the other hand, there's somebody, there's somebody who has a lower IQ than a potted plant pulling it back down to average and these two people when they meet they have a podcast together we're still wondering which one's which but you can listen on rare encounter go to rare no, encounter. No, no, the, <laughs> no 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 what happens when these when these people encounter each other they explode into a bunch of particles particle people particle people particle man yeah you know like matter and antimatter like matter and antimatter. You know, I've worked on stuff that matters. I've never worked on stuff that antimatters. Oh, wrong button. It was close enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the snake girl uh, uh, jazz sting. Yeah. Always a classic. My banana! My banana. All right, stop that one. Yeah, I. You know when uh, when the second season of that starts, you're gonna have to bring back the. Uh, you're gonna have to bring back the Peter Grill soundboard. Oh yeah, I was going back through some of my old clips. Um, is it too self indulgent to just play some fucking weird like old clips that we haven't done in a while? Um, go right ahead. This is our show. We can do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> okay, so I've got some samples uh, that I archive for uh, for just when I clipped them, right? I, I put them away. And I realized that I had some clown stuff it, in the middle of Hog Story, by the way. So oh. this is this is the kind of clip that we had uh, about one year ago. Clownsy peanut butter? Yeah, clownsy peanut butter. That was on the board once. Do you remember that? Who knew? 
Oh my god, you made me drop my phone! Yeah. Are you getting all the clowns? We are getting all the clowns on this show, man. I just thought that was funny. I, I forgot we did clown stuff once before. We're just before. clowning around. Yeah. Well, speaking of clowns, we got some clown news today. Well, clowns are big. Clowns are big, so we can always be doing clowns. Clown summer. The sexier, the better. Clown summer. Well, I... Your mileage may vary. Um, you know what they had oh, in Ser- Ohio? Serpent, Serpent just wins... Serpent wins the internet for today. Rare, Rare Encounter. Rare Encounter. That is a show title, if I've ever heard one. Um, the, uh, the gathering just happened... Not, not down the road, but... The, uh, this is the Juggalo um, thing at Legend Valley in Ohio. And uh, there's not much to it because I didn't attend despite uh, Boobery's uh, begging me to. Uh, but the there's some pictures of it. You can see the clowns and the Juggalos. I'll tell you, I've always been fascinated by the Juggalos. Um, it seems like there's kind of two sides to it. One is it's like scary. And then the other side is like, you know what? I bet it'd be a lot of fucking fun to hang out with these people. And just like, goof yeah, off. a lot of fun to just uh, hang out with them and beat each other with big rubber dildos <laughs> and uh, spray Fago everywhere. And, uh, Oh yeah. Can't forget the Fago. <laughs> you've, you've got to have, uh, the, you gotta be having some fun to keep going to these things. I, I think it's, uh, I think it's something special. And, you know, they were on the FBI, uh, what was it, the terror list or something? They um, they were set up as a, um, they, they ended up on some list uh, with negative connotations. I can't remember what the name of the stupid thing was. Um, they had a, uh, you know, kind of valid complaint about that. They don't deserve to be on that. They're juggalos, man. Well, you put them on the same list as these other groups. Yeah, they're not, they're not intelligent enough to terrorize. Now, now that's punching down. I don't yeah, that's I'm into. Down. Now, no, they're they're yeah, they're 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 crazy motherfuckers, but they got to be fun to party with. So, you know who partied with them for a long time and it was Gilbert Gottfried. No shit. They there's a, sets that you can find on uh YouTube where he does a he does a set at one of these it must be gatherings or something. It must be one of these conventions, right? And he goes up and he's like wearing a suit and he goes up who the fuck are these clowns? What you know? He's doing insult comedy to them on the stage, and they love it. It was a, it was a good show. Oh yeah, I, I, I just did. I just did a search on uh, on DDG for Gilbert Gottfried Juggalo, and the first result is his set from the 2014 Gathering of the Juggalos. There you go. Now that's worth a that's worth a listen if you uh, or a watch even uh, if you want to watch get some Juggalo action. So I wanted to mention the jug, the uh, the gathering though, because it was turns out it was local. I didn't realize it was going to happen here. Um, I might have thought more about getting getting closer to it and seeing what it, what actually goes on down there. But uh, I guess it wasn't to be. Um, we did have so, some- so the the Wikipedia page on gathering of the Juggalos lists and lists event genre, and it says hip hop, rock, new metal, professional wrestling. Yeah, but they a- miss the Fago sp- spraying. <laughs> I'm sure that's a genre unto itself. Fago, man. I want to go real bad with Abel Kirby and do a meetup. Says Boobery. Call any interested. Vanilla um. Ice has performed at most of the Gathering of the Juggalos <laughs> events. What? I what? love that. That's great. That is insane. <laughs> it's insane, clown pussy. Ho! 
Well, uh, we, there was one more piece of clown news. Um, I've been soliciting clown stories from people, as you know, and we've read a couple on the show. And I have another anonymous submission um, that was sent to me over No Agenda Social by Anonymous. And uh, it's another letter about uh, clown encounters. Do you want me to cold read it? Um, do you want to? Yeah, why don't you do it? Sure. Please keep me anonymous. Once downtown, I saw a girl walking around in white overalls and no shoes, with big scruffy hair and a cute face. She looked like a clown. She was alabaster pale. She caught me staring at her from across the street, turned to face me, and blew me a kiss. It was then I realized she was homeless. She halted her barefoot march and smiled. I stood there, frozen in my nice suit, as a wave of surreal depraved horniness washed over me. I'm sometimes ashamed of myself, but, sometime, but also sometimes pleasantly surprised. I would never admit to giving the homeless clown girl my number, and I didn't. You didn't admit it, or you didn't give it to her? I'm confused, Cold. I think, he, I think he's trying to say that he didn't give it to her. But somehow I get the feeling that he probably did, and not just his phone number either. Yes. <laughs> he gave we it to have, the We have some real deviants who listen to our show and uh, occasionally submit to it. She looked like a clown. She was alabaster pale. Some of these are good lines. I like that the following, the following structure, this, this is something that's set up and then played. I stood there frozen in my nice suit as a wave of surreal, depraved horniness washed over me. I'm sometimes ashamed of myself, <clears throat> but also sometimes pleasantly surprised. <laughs> I think it's a good construction. I like it. Now, if you met a homeless clown girl, would you give her the D? If you would, send us a boost and tell us. Yes. The D could be your digits, uh, or it could be uh, your D. Yeah. Your clown. <laughs> You know, you, the old... Yeah, that's right in the clussy. Oh, boy. What are we doing on this show? I think clown... I'm going to have a last call for clown summer, by the way. <laughs> Come on. It's not the end of summer yet, though. Well, it's the end of... I, I, it's not, it's not Let, done let's yet. Let's at I least give them to the, the end of the month. Let's, let's, give our, let's give them to the end of the month, at least. Okay, are we accepting clown submissions to the end of the month? Yes. The last, the last day in August is August 31st. Which, which is, is a Wednesday. Which is also a show date. And I think yeah. that will be our clearinghouse for uh, for all the clown material. If you want to get your clown story told on the show, and I really want to hear from all of you. I want to hear about circus clowns. I want to hear about scary clowns. I want to hear about uh, your friend who is a clown. Um, we, it, I want to hear about clown sex. We want to hear if you've ever had sex with a clown. Um, for, did, you know. it, did you honk her nose or did she honk yours? Call... We don't have a phone number, but send us an email at able at uh, ablekirby.com, which is my You know email. what? We can also we can also get them to, you know, call into Hog Story or Nick the Rat with their clown sex tales as well. All right. If you ever boink the clown, call 430-201-4841 or 917-719-59. Wow, shit. I used to know that whole number. 917-719-5943. Wow, geez. Oh, God, Nick's going to hate me. I used to have that memorized. <sighs> uh, here, um, 917-719-5923. There you go. For yeah, oof. I guess I haven't been uh, listening to Nick the Rat uh, enough. Poor shame. Yeah, I know. It's my shame. 
Well, um, when you're not in your nice suit being frozen in a state of debauchery, depraved horniness, um, what are you doing, uh, cold ass? I've got days? one other thing about uh, clowns, too. Okay, fine. And and it is it is filled with depravity. I went and took some and took some of our three things statements from past episodes and put them into crayon. You know the former Dolly Mini. Mm-hmm. And one of them was clown sex, frozen head, and Jill of the Jungle. And I got some <laughs> real creepy results out of that. <laughs> to which I got a reply from Ultra Dave on No Agenda Social. This is how the world ends. Clowns. What will they do without us? Do we exist without them? Well, do we exist without them? Get, yes, I want to see think? this. I want to see this photo here. Rare encounter. Clown sex, frozen head, and Jill of the Jungle. Whoa. That this... one in the that one in the top right looks like some like clown BDSM shit's about to get on. I'm into the um <laughs> lawful uh, neutral <laughs> the um clown which ha- just has um all the balls it has all the balls i mean it has balloon nipples balloon n- ball nipples and one of its hands is actually a rake what am i looking at and eyeballs on its elbows this is a clown <laughs> that is seriously fucked yeah <laughs> no I like also uh also true neutral cloud has a smile that's painted on but it's not like his mouth it's just that he has no mouth and painted it on I have no mouth and I must uh I must clown scream I, have I must no- clown say it again I have no mouth yet I um, must clown <laughs> I have no mouth and I must clown clown Okay, there. I also did. I also did. Girl wear with drill hair, wearing rubber underwear inside uh. an abandoned Kmart, and the results were absolutely terrifying. Hey, it's Hatsune Miku. <laughs> no, no, it isn't. Yeah, yeah. Like some of this looks like it comes right out of uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. Wow, this is wild. One of them's wearing like a cactor outfit. As she inline rollerblades past fallen shopping carts. There she is in a bikini, I think, in a uh, empty parking lot as well. It's kind of like that sunscreen where the dog's pulling down her, her bathing suit, except the dog is invisible. Yeah, pretty fucking creepy. Invisible dog. Oh, speaking of dogs... Woof. Robot dogs are coming to a Space Force base near you. What? Yeah, I heard about this on the radio today. And apparently, because of security problems that Space Force keeps having at their bases, they've teamed up with Boston Dynamics for those, like, killer robot dogs of theirs to do, to do base patrols. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Now, I have a link for this. Where's my link for this? Where'd it go? I just want to point out, I've been to Space Force bases, but they weren't Space Force bases when I was there, so I don't know uh, if Here counts. it is. No, it doesn't count. No, I have to go back. But yeah, those uh, those robo-dogs of theirs, I mean, this is, this is how you get, like, Skynet, or at least you get, like, Dr. Krieger-level, like, viciousness, right? But, uh... But yeah, apparently 
they're ideal for repetitive tasks, and they are much better than their gun-toting counterparts. Really? Supposedly. Yeah. Where are these being deployed? Which, uh, does it say? It Which... does not say, but apparent, apparently they... Oh, maybe it's going to be Cape Canaveral. Because the first paragraph of this article says, The U.S. Space Force conducted a demonstration using robot dogs in a bid to automate repetitive security tasks at its Cape Canaveral spaceport, a military press release said. So it's uh, the Patrick um, Space Force base? I suppose. Maybe. I don't know. I think, I think that's I what I'm by. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, all, I, all I know is that this is, this is how you get Skynet, or at least second variety. Second Jeez. Oh, there's the You've link. You've read that, haven't I was, you? I was looking for the uh, the link in the chat, and I saw you, you didn't post it until just now. No, I haven't. What's, um... What do you mean oh, by so It was a short story by uh, Philip K. Dick. Uh, I was gonna guess it had to be Philip K. Dick with a name like, uh, a name like that. It's gotta be him. Was it... Does it, it also got adapted as a movie. Which was called? I believe it was called Screamers. Screamers. Was it Scanners? It was Screamers. Um, yeah, Screamers, and starring Peter Weller, Roy Dupree, <laughs> and Jennifer Rubin. Mm, good old cousin Dupree. Uh, Carolyn Blaney points out that these robot dogs—they all have uh, robot dog nipples. N not. It's not just that they have. The nipples are on their faces. <laughs> they kind of look. Oh like wait, no, yeah, those are. Those are yeah. Holy fuck, now that, now, I can't unsee it now. The, yeah, I yeah. can't unsee it. They have, like, nipples down their, down their bodies. Bring up, you know, the next innovation uh, from Boston Dynamics should be robo-dogcocks. I can think of a lot of, uh, a, a lot of, like, transhuman white women who would be interested in that. Oh, Lord. <laughs> well, this is a scary time to live in, and uh, I don't want anything to do with this. Sorry. I don't. I don't want to go to Florida anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna stay. You know these. Nobody gonna, ever wants to go to Florida anymore. There's gonna be a ride at Disneyland where it's just like they dump you in a pit with these things. That's not much of a ride. Well, well, the that's ride more, happens. That's more like what they're going to what they're going to do to the parents of the kids that the uh, Imagineers want to rape. The uh, the ride happens while you're down there. Uh, uh, oh no. <sighs> Disney, that's a mat. Yeah, I like Imagineering. What do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be an Imagineer. Uh, do you think that's their real job? It has to be their real job title. But do you put it on your resume? Of, oh, is it Imagineer? Sure. I mean, if, you're, if your resume is for, like, a high-class carny. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, I think that what you need to do is, if you're an Imagineer, <coughs> you need to leave and then come back as a consultant for more money. That's my advice to every Imagineer out there. That's my that's my advice to everybody out there, <laughs> and uh, it works in pr almost every field except uh, except the service industry. I am looking at chat, and they are very obsessed with the uh, the robot dog. <laughs> it's yeah, I, stuff well, I'm not even going to read on here. Uh, and I and I again, basically like anything. I said, like I said before, we have a lot of deviants who listen to our show. Yeah, I'll say basically anything on the air, and there's stuff here I'm not going to say. <laughs> okay well uh let's see what do we got in the rundown i only have one good story left um 
Yes, we could do podcasts, uh, and we could roll into something from you. Or what do you want to do? How do you want to deal with this? I sitch? got a uh, yeah. I got a I got a couple other things to uh, to bring out. How about we do podcasts and uh, and then we'll I'll pass the torch to you and you run it run it home. All right. All right, so we have some uh, podcast rundowns we like to do on this show uh, where we talk about the other podcasts doing mostly value-for-value stuff, Um, stuff like the Smuggler's Log, which we talked about at the beginning. Um, But there's a couple of our our friends who get headings (laughs) inside the show notes with their latest episodes, so we can just mention what they are and what they've been up to. Um, Hog Story, which is double in the notes. It's Hog Story, Hog Story. Interesting. Had number episode number 311. Trees and furniture, and that was on Monday. Monday. Now I listened to Amber Hog is Story. the color of their energy. That's what I say about it. They had three eleven, and uh, so they're three eleven. Behind the schemes had episode one eleven. There's a lot of elevens here. Called two in the Fink, and that was their um, it was Larry Fink uh, rundown by uh, Lavash. If that is his real two name, two in the Fink, one in the Clink, <laughs> two in the Fink. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Uh, and by the way, behind the schemes has merch now. Cool. T-shirts. I got some behind the schemes uh, merch myself, and it is fantastic. I had a um, the shirt that I got had the it was kind of the gray color, and then on the back it has the the graphic. This is you wouldn't download the moon, and it's done like a National Enquirer uh, page cover <laughs> and it's fantastic and it has a photo of the moon it has a barcode which has their um phone number for the show and and anyway right in the middle of the moon there's a sign that says for sale but the sign is in 3d it's fantastic uh, where it has the uh the red blue shift uh, offset so it pops off when you put on your 3d glasses now they honestly have a really great visual language these days. Yeah, Behind the Schemes has that shit nailed. Um, and I think it's boobery behind it. I'm sure there's no one's like that without, you know, other people supporting him. But I just feel like boob, boobs is just on top of this shit. So go check out uh, Behind the Schemes and also check out in their store and get a uh, get a uh, BTS t-shirt or sticker or something. There's something for everyone there. Um, except for people who don't have torsos, then it would be hard to buy something for yourself. Grumpy old Ben. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe for the people without torsos, maybe they could get like I don't know uh, leggings. Leggings. Can we get behind the schemes pantyhose? What about behind the scene? Behind the schemes um, scents. You know, like I bet they could get a good perfume that smells like Marilyn Monroe's sweat when she's not wearing Chanel Number no. Five. Would you want that, or would you want something that has the smell of Nick the Rat's sweat? <laughs> Nick the Rat. Booty sweat. Sewer sweat. Sewer sweat. Sewer sweat by Nick the Rat. Um, <laughs> that's good. Uh, Grumpy Old Beds had episode 190, Authoritarian Cockbags. And I did not get to listen today. I, I had too many things going on. Yeah, same. But I see it came out, and I do listen to the show. It's just, uh, I have to listen to it after Rare Encounter. Uh, bowl after bowl also had episode 181 attorney guy which was another uh, fantastic episode they go they do the serious conversation on there sometimes and it it is a lot of fun when they get into it um they've been covering the britney griner story for a while and i for one there there are certain um rumblings on no agenda social of of uh let's say untrue stories and un and bad analysis of the situation going around and I remember seeing that, and I the thing I thought to myself is, 
just going to wait till Lorian tells me what's going on. She seems to have a handle on it. So I'm just going to ignore this and uh, wait for bowl after bowl. So 181 yeah, she's has got the deets on Griny. If you want to if you want to hear about uh, the Brittany Griner case in a uh, nuanced and uh, and uh, intelligent way, then uh, go listen to Bowl After Bowl, episode 181, Attorney Guide. And that's the podcast rundown for today. Yeah. And All right. I passed the torch. I'm going to bring us back out to space. Space. And not just into space, but into the back to the dawn of time oh. in space. Oh, geez. Yeah. So this is something most people don't really realize about all these space telescopes is that not only not only are they looking at like at things that are far distant physically they're looking at things that are far distant in time. So really when you're lo- when you're looking at the skies you're actually looking at history because of all the time it takes for that light to get to earth. Apparently uh, the James Webb Telescope has spotted a galaxy that they believe formed only 300 million years after the Big Bang. Potentially the oldest galaxy we've seen to date. I, I want to correct you on the, the name of the telescope there. Um, they don't call it the James Webb Space Telescope now. They call it JWT. That's what the cool kids say. I've been, I've been reliably informed. <laughs> JWT. Yeah, by who? Woke, woke fucks? <laughs> by, by an idiot on Hog, who was clipped on Hog Story. <laughs> yeah, no, it is it is the James Webb Space Telescope, and anybody who tells you otherwise needs a good swift kick in the ass. I would say kick them in the nuts, but they probably don't have any. <laughs> uh we got to smack you right in your Lagrange point. Okay, moving on. Oh! That's fire. <laughs> yes, that's fire. Uh, you're going to end up in a Lissidue orbit with these insults I'm giving you. Uh, okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, moving on. Uh, a preprint that came out on Arxiv uh, back in July uh, claimed, that, claimed that the uh, galaxy called Class-Z13 exists at a, dif- at a distance that would imply that it formed before less than 300 million years after the Big Bang. It's an oldie then. Moldy, that is oldie. very old. Chances are, chances are, if that's correct, that galaxy might not even exist anymore. Or it might just be, at this point, like just one big galaxy-sized black hole. Hmm. Or I suppose it wouldn't be galaxy-sized black hole, but it would be... It would be a fairly sizable black hole, because, I mean, after sucking an entire galaxy's worth of material, right, it's gotta be... It's gotta be pretty chonky. (laughs) Chonky. Yeah, chonky black holes. Yeah. That sounds dirty. (laughs) There's, um... There's a lot of these pictures coming out, and there's a lot of information that's coming out of this, and I find it hard to filter, because a lot of the stuff they're looking at is stuff that, well, sometimes, especially the early things were, oh, well, we took a picture of something we already know what it looks like, and there's a reason for that, is because you're trying to make sure you're getting a good image, right? So, um, and then after you've figured out and built confidence in the the whole system, then you can have a... uh, 
then you can take a picture of an unknown thing and have some confidence that it's well represented. So coming, but, but the coverage doesn't represent that nuance. All I see is it's fucking science. It's just the next thing, you know, and, and it's, Oh my God, I love science. I love science, man. So I don't have a good analysis. I'm sorry about that, <laughs> but I, I don't have a good analysis either. I just found this, uh, pretty interesting something something i've thought about and i mean there's no way to to even determine if it's if it could be true or not is i i believe that no matter like if you start from the center of the earth a vector in any direction to an infinite length will pass through the center of at least one star but they could be so distant that we can't we can't see them at all. Hmm. But still, despite how empty space is, there is so much. There is so much. Uh, there is so much. Not mass. What's the word? The angular space is full. Unit sol- sol- There's stars at four pi stradians. Unit solid angle. That's what. That's my. If you were to, what I'm getting from this claim that you you're saying is that. If you were to have a spherical coordinate system and you say you're at the center of the Earth looking out, there's no point you could look at that didn't have radiation coming from it. Exactly. But more than more than that, radiation coming directly on that very vector you're looking down. Mm. Yeah, this is fantastic. Um, The cosmic microwave background is a fun thing that we should talk about someday. it it has this weird asymmetry to it, which is baffling to cosmologists, and it's really fun. But to I need to go and review a bunch of things before I talk intelligently about it because yeah. you have to understand I why symmetry strings. is important. <laughs> strings. I blame strings. The strings that pull you out of the cave, like Plato's no, cave. No, the one. The no, figurative the strings. Str- the ones that. Uh, the ones that like cause. That caused matter to exist in the first place. Mm, strings. Well, strings! Copy out. Good luck. Godspeed. Strings. Meanwhile, on the moon. Strings. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, on the moon. How about, uh, I've got another story here. Okay. And that is, well, it's not actually a story. It's a website. It's a website that looks nice. like it comes from the yeah. early to mid-90s. It's called Cameron'sWorld.net, and the site is a love letter to the GeoCities era. If you look at this thing, it is it is like so GeoCities, it is shitting HTML 2.0. <laughs> I love this song. It's like I'm yeah. bouncing, I'm moving at my desk, man. Yeah, you remember when frames were a thing and websites could have background audio? (laughs) Yeah. What an age. And this thing is just so full of animated GIFs, including like various 3D animated 3D renders and everything. Yeah, the says here, a love letter to the internet of the old. Cameron's World is a web collage of text and images excavated from the buried neighborhoods of archived GeoCities pages, 1994-2009. Jeez. 
I'm bopping. Yeah. I'm bopping and weaving, man. It's fantastic. Man, what what an age what an age we lived in. And we we left it all behind for this mobile apps, web 3.0, social network dystopia. They're not even good social. We need to go back. They're not even good social networks. They're you know corporate social networks. Yeah. Well, except for except for the Fediverse. Yeah, I mean that's the only good thing because at least in the Fediverse, when you're on a when you're on one of these servers and they just get really dull because basically it's infected by Facebook normies, you could go to a different yeah. one. You can just. You could open up the podcasting 2.0 one, and it's it's a different topic, different culture, and you can even talk to the same people over there, and they act differently. It's very nice. You have, you don't have that option anywhere else. Yeah, host your own, says Cotton Gin. Yep. Yep. Go find the people. Go find your people, man. They're oh, there. there's something else I forgot about. When websites would put in their own mouse pointers. Ooh. Yeah. Man, this is so 90s. Just like the music you were playing in the pre-show. Yeah. I was worried that the stuff in the pre-show was actually 80s. I realized that after I said it. Some of it was, yeah, like yep. Iggy Pop. That was 80s. Yep. Actually, most of that soundtrack is 80s. Mm. But uh, I was right in guessing that it was the Pretty Woman soundtrack, right? Um, I You... You are sort of right because um, I did have some stuff from the Pretty Woman soundtrack, but I had a couple other <laughs> soundtracks of the era mixed in. So not every it wasn't like I just put on a soundtrack and played it, but I did shuffle in uh, a bunch of stuff from that. So like Show Me Your Soul was on that and the song Pretty Woman was from that and Wild Women was from that. But there's a couple. Others and also Wild Thing. Wild Thing. Ooh yeah. Um, no, sorry. Wild One. That's right. Wild One. Wild One. Yeah, Iggy Pop. Oh, yeah. That's good stuff. Um, well, now that you've found my secret of uh, not writing my own playlists and uh, putting on movie soundtracks, then uh, I guess my secret's out. Yeah. Now, there was one other thing that you had in your notes that was of interest to me. Oh, And musical. that's this... Well, yeah, there's that, but there's also this egg types thing. Egg types thing? Yeah, you, you had some video linked in a while ago about like eggs what or was that from last week's and just got pushed <laughs> i think that uh well it did get pushed because they never oh it was the eggs and i yeah there was some video that was discussing the kinds of eggs um i was on a chicken kick i was on a chicken kicker that's what we used to say um <laughs> you say hey bob you can come out coming out tonight i said no man i'm on a chicken kicker the Eggs and I was a was a topic I was going to bring up where uh, he was just discussing brown eggs, white eggs, different colored eggs. Where do they come from? What kind of chickens lay? What kind of eggs? What do they taste like? That's that's actually pretty interesting because, well, one of my cousins, she's actually started raising chickens. I see. I don't know anything about chickens or their eggs other than chicken is a decent source of meat. And their eggs go well with bacon. That, that is true. Um, I they I, also go they also go well with uh, with uh, when when soaked in Texas toast or challah bread. We had chickens briefly. Um, I have 
grew up with a bunch of friends who were in various various times in in my childhood either had farms or had chickens or other small animals things like that um the chickens were always fun because then you could get the eggs um but then you could also eat the chickens too we had a we had a family that we were friends with who would uh, they do a pig what what do they yeah like they get a whole hog and put it on a roast and have a big party over that was a lot of fun then the, the chickens the eggs the raw milk all that good stuff uh can be had in New Hampshire. At least it used to be. It's probably illegal now. But, but in even in the live free or die state, we'll we'll see what happens. That sounds terrible. It is terrible. Um, what we do have that's not terrible is this woman who is playing music in her potato field. Yeah. There's not much to the story other than the it's a University of Idaho researcher who. Um, quote, drums up success as a scientist through music. And what she did, and it's really the pictures are what what are worth looking at in the article. She's out in the middle of a potato field, and uh, I'll post the link so people can see what we're talking about. And she has a xylophone, and she has a snare drum, and she has some music and uh, music uh, sheets, and a tambourine, and a triangle, and is basically just playing music to the potatoes. Pam Hutchinson Does that help them grow better? She Does it make the potatoes smarter? Science and music both use formulas and theories to solve problems, Hutchins said. Music training is similar to research. Both have the long-term goals and much intense work to get there. In research, it takes weeks, months, and years to carry out an experiment before the data is ready for analysis. And that also applies to music, I guess. I think it's fun. Yeah. It's a... Uh, yeah. Now, are there any samples of her playing music to the potatoes? I do not have a WAV file, and I could not find one. Ah. And so it's a uh, it's a sad state of affairs. I was downplaying the the story because I couldn't get that clip. But um, the pictures are cool. You know, she's out in a potato farm uh, field playing a xylophone. What more do you want than that? You know, if I could play a xylophone with my potatoes, that would just make me happy. I want us. I want the potatoes to be playing the music. Remember the California raisins. What about the Idaho potatoes? The Idaho potatoes. Why can't they have a band? What about those potatoes from Keen Dreams? The ones that walk around uh, and stab you. Uh, they could make a that's band. That's not very musical. The of human, them. the human potatoes from Keen Dreams. The the lost Commander Keen game that no, that wasn't very good. Still not as good as a rock band made of potatoes. Mm. Well, folks, you've got to eat your vegetables. And uh, I think what we have to do is read our boostograms. You know, cold acid. If we had any. Boostograms are like vegetables. Oh, we have them. What do we do? No, well, then, then helipad has not been working for me. Uh-oh. Did you upgrade to 1.8.0? I did. Did you... Um, did you change the permissions on your database for Helipad? I didn't know I Manual? needed to. Well, uh, that's what you have to do. We oh, have worse than worse than that. Um, hold on, is Thunderhub at least coming up? Did my node die on me again? I uh, think my node might have. Son of die. a R.I.P. My node. So, why don't you talk about it? I'll I'll get the boostergram stuff together. Um, why don't you talk for a second about these improvements you've made to Podcast Generator? So I'm working on getting the, uh, on getting, like, live items put in. But, uh, yeah, it's, 
It's been, it's been going slowly up until this week, and then this week I've had some crazy velocity going on. I, I now have in there not just the ability to put live items into the feed, but even, like, edit them, and I'm, wor I'm starting work on the create a live item page. Finally, the last thing I'm going to do is have, like, a dashboard page where you can, like, turn on and manage the current live item if I think that if I think that'd be of any use or I might I might leave that and then like wait to see what people say but in any case the next version of podcast generator is going to have live items out of the box and then I can stop screwing around on the change podcast details page manually putting in the xml for them yeah I understand the pain Okay, so I see what's going on. Lightning is fine, but but uh, Bitcoin D is being shitty and saying and like continually restarting. Well, what I can do is read off these boostergrams for the end of the show, and we can uh, get these people their credit. Um, the ones that came in during the show um, were first ten thousand and one sats from Boobery says, does it feel good knowing that Abel Kirby and Cold Acid are going to be in Booberry's ear as he pops his pro wrestling match cherry tonight? Yes! Oh, jeez. Booberry is going into the ring. I hope he survives. Boobs, you got to get a good cut man. If you don't know a good cut man, I got a cut man. He's going to hook you up. Okay? Just let me know. We got one, two, three, four, five sats from Carolyn. A certain Carolyn. Who's Carolyn? Turn the switch on. It's time for Rare Encounter. Break a leg. Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Carolyn. I think that might be Carolyn Blaney. I'm not sure about that one. We've it is got, Carolyn Blaney. Ah, uh, yes. We've got um, 1337 from Mere Mortals Podcast for Rare Encounter. It says, the next V4V innovation, pink sauce. 31 minutes ago. Thank you. Uh, we've got... Oh my god, is pink sauce value for value? No, I don't think it is. I think pink pink sauce is vomit for viruses or something. <laughs> this is not good. 9999 sats for boobery says, "Oh fuck," and he sends a file from catbox.mo moe, which is a literal photo from a wrestling match. It looks like boobery is actually at um all elite AEW dynamite. This has got to be fucking awesome. The The crowd looks amazing, by the way. You can look at the wrestlers when you're at one of these things, but maybe the more fun thing to do is look at the damn crowd. This is fantastic. Oh, I wish I was there. And uh, just that, that whole arena looks really cool. The the uh, Just the colors in it. It's working, right? Someone, someone thought this through when they put it together. I love it. Um, we've got... After that, 8888 sats from Carolyn, the one and only Carolyn Blaney, says, What instruments would potatoes play? Cold Acid, what instruments would potatoes play? Oh, they would probably play the bongos. And if they were going to do a dance, what kind of dance would they do? The mash. There you go. Okay. And 888 sats from Carolyn says, Potatoes are vegetables and fries are vegetables. And Carolyn, you should know that in the United States, pizza is also a vegetable, and you can put some ketchup on it and do it like a salad. We've got 713... 
37 sats, another leet boost. Um, but that is for Ablecraft, so hold on. Don't read that one. And we've got a, a big bundle of sticks from Lavash, who says, last second hot clown boost. 17 seconds ago, just under the wire, lavish. That was it, and that was all of the boosts for today's Rare Encounter show. Thank you, everyone, wow. for uh, for that, and uh, it's a lot of fun. I've been watching the chat a little bit, too. We got Serpent in the chat talking about tub Tubular Bells. Fantastic album by Mike Oldfield, uh, one of my favorite producers. Um, Lavish says French Fry Horn. <laughs> French Fry Horn, Lavash. There you go. Um, and uh, who else is in your character? Carblane says lavish, lavish, hot clown. Okay, I guess she likes the hot clowns with lavish. Um, there's a lot of people like the boobs. I'm scrolling up. I'm gonna. I know I'm gonna see this uh, story about uh, the people commenting about the dogs again, and I don't want to read that. So I'm gonna just scroll down and pretend that I didn't see that. All right, cold. Is that? Does that? Right. Uh, have we arrived? We have indeed. Right. I think we we may have to uh, let ourselves out. Yep. Yep. So I, I'll go I'm out through the doggy door. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out through the cave in the basement. Okay. Put your reflector hat on. Okay. I'm go. I'm going dark. All right. Until next time. I've been Abel Kirby. I've been Cold Acid. Stay fruity, boys. <laughs> Adios. I had a good woman. But she laid down, honey, and died. Oh, I had a good woman. But she laid down and died. Don't you know everybody tell me she wasn't satisfied?